Hey, James. Hey, David. This is Scott from Tampa. A long-time listener, first-time caller. Man, what did I just watch? That was unbelievable. One of the things that our team needs to check off, you know, to make sure that they're a playoff team is being able to claw their way back in the face of adversity. And, man, did we do that today. And we covered the spread. We're 3-1, and one, boys. Let's roll. Go Bucks. What's up, fellas? Grico here. What a great win. What a great win. Props to Ronald Jones. He uh, took the load on his shoulders, and he ran with it. A little shout-out to Keyshawn Vaughn, who came in there and did some things, too. But a big shout-out to the offensive line. No sacks. We ran well. Good pass blocking. That was pretty nice. Defense got a little cooked a little bit, but they came back and they held on. That is playoff type play right there, boys. Coming from behind, I like it. Go Bucks! Hey guys, Layton Tampa excited after another Bucks win. Excited for Keyshawn Vaughn getting his first touchdown in his first game action. Um, really think this team has definitely turned the corner as far as playing, even after negative things are starting out slow they fight back defense as well as offense making it this team very hard to beat when they're when they get back on the same page and they're not beating themselves as always go bucks love what you do have a good one guys you are locked on buccaneers your daily tampa bay buccaneers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters visa everywhere you want to be official partner of the nfl i am james yarko joined as always by david harrison you can find everything that we're doing over at bucksnation.com and make sure you follow along on twitter at locked on bucks at jayarko underscore bucks at d harrison 82 and at bucks underscore nation and now your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story from James Yarko and David Harrison of Locked on Bucks. We knew we had played poorly, and uh, it was just a show of character. Uh, what the second half was going to show, I can honestly say, had this been last year, we'd got our ass beat by 20. This team has a ton of character and, and playmakers, and we started making plays. And you can see when we don't beat ourselves, we're going to be a tough team to beat. That was from Bruce Arians press conference talking to the media following the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 38 to 31 win at home over the Los Angeles Chargers in week four of the 2020 NFL season. And to begin the game, the Buccaneers received the opening kickoff and then proceeded to take the ball pretty easily down the field from their own 25 yard line and, and scoring on a three yard pass from quarterback Tom Brady to Cameron Brake, capping off a five minute drive, which saw Tom Brady go five for six for 54 yards and the scoring touchdown also Ronald Jones touching the ball between catches and receptions five times, picking up 28 yards 
for his team as the Tom Brady-led offense dominated the Chargers defense to open up the game. On the ensuing possession by the Los Angeles Chargers, rookie quarterback Justin Herbert connected with Tyron Johnson on a 53-yard strike to tie the game at 7-all for the Los Angeles Chargers following a 1-minute and 46-second possession. And then on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' second possession of the game, disaster struck as Tom Brady was intercepted by Michael Davis of the Los Angeles Chargers, who returned the interception 78 yards for a pick six, giving the Los Angeles Chargers a 14-7 to lead. After the Buccaneers and the Chargers exchanged a series of punts, the Los Angeles Chargers scored their third touchdown of the game when rookie quarterback Justin Herbert connected with tight end Donald Parham for a 19-yard touchdown strike against Buccaneers cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting. Moving near the middle part of the second quarter, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to get in a field goal position. However, kicker Ryan Suckup missed the field goal, leaving the score 21-7, which the Los Angeles Chargers promptly turned into a field goal attempt of their own with their own field goal kicker making a 53-yard attempt, extending the Chargers' lead to 24-7, which it looked like would be our halftime score until a fumble by running back Joshua Kelly gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back the ball on the Chargers' six-yard line with 38 seconds left in the half. And with 22 seconds remaining in the half, Tom Brady found Mike Evans in the end zone for a six-yard touchdown, giving the Los Angeles Chargers a 24-14 lead, heading into halftime with the Buccaneers needing to make several adjustments to get back into the game. Wide receiver Scotty Miller talked to the media after the game as well about those halftime adjustments, and here is what he had to say. Scotty, Brady's uh, been a part of so many comebacks, including the Super Bowl. I mean, what what is the, the belief in that huddle? And did you guys see something in the second half that allowed you to take some deep shots? Because it looked like you were throwing it down the field a lot. Yeah, I mean, first of all, how can you not believe in him? He's the greatest to ever do it. So we just go in there and follow his lead, and we know he's going to get the job done, so we just got to do what we do and help him out a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, we, I mean, we saw they were, they were sitting flat-footed on a couple of our routes. I think that's why you saw they got the pick six. I think JY was running an out route. Um, so just little stuff like that the coaches picked up on, and then um, they added a couple of plays to the game plan at halftime, and then we took some shots and ended up paying off. We'd, uh, we made a lot of big plays. It was the Los Angeles Chargers that would receive the second-half kickoff and the Buccaneers defense coming out of halftime and coming off that high of forcing the turnover at the end of the first half holds the Chargers offense to negative five yards on just three plays and forces the punt and that's when the floodgates open. It was a 69-yard drive capped off by a 28-yard touchdown pass from Tom Brady to O.J. Howard to cut the lead to 24-21 at that point. The Chargers offense was able to respond in some fashion, marching the ball down the field and getting themselves set up in field goal range to try to extend the lead to six points, but just like the Bucs did in the first half, it was not to be, and the Chargers missed the field goal. Brady saw his opening, and he looked to the guy that you just heard from, Scotty Miller. Two plays, 63 yards, both to Scotty Miller, including a 19-yard touchdown pass for Miller's first touchdown of the year, and the Buccaneers have an improbable 28-24 to lead at that point. The lead would not remain for long as it takes just three plays for the Los Angeles Chargers to answer back. And it was Guyton on a 72-yard pass from Justin Herbert on a third and seven where there was a breakdown in the secondary by the Buccaneers. And all of a sudden, it's a 31-28 lead for the Los Angeles Chargers. Not to be outdone. 
Tom Brady marches the team down the field, seven plays, 75 yards, capped off by the first career touchdown by rookie running back Keyshawn Vaughn on a nine-yard reception. The Bucs defense is able to answer back, holding the Chiefs to a three and out, and the Buccaneers would tack on a field goal to make it a 38-31 to lead. Rookie Justin Herbert has an opportunity to get the Chargers back in it, march down the field, and tie the game. But it was Carlton Davis who came up big, intercepting a pass from Herbert, and the Buccaneers are able to run out the clock, prompting the second largest comeback in Buccaneers history from 17 points down to win the game 38-31. to Coming up in just a moment, we were absolutely inundated with voicemails from our listeners. We are going to get to some of those, but first, shout out to our friends over at DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, you have plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese, the kids want pizza, your wife wants some Froyo. There's always something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. In fact, we are getting DoorDash for dinner tonight from our favorite local Mexican restaurant, El Toro. I absolutely love their burritos, and DoorDash is able to help out with that. While I'm busy writing for Bucks Nation, recording this show with David, my wife doesn't have to worry about having to cook dinner for all of us boys in her house. We're just hitting up DoorDash and getting some delicious El Toro. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the United States, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. So delicious. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you don't download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked On. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On. Don't forget that's code Locked On for five dollars off your first order with DoorDash. Today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast is also brought to you by Roman. Listen, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo" or we avoid it altogether, using excuses like "I had a long day at work" or "Sorry, I'm just not feeling it." But with Roman, it's easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash 
Locked on NFL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. Guys, this is Jonathan from West Palm Beach calling. Still tense from that game. What a game. That was incredible. I actually want to talk about the defense. And yes, they did not play well, but I will give Todd Bowles a lot of credit because he made a big change on those last two Justin Herbert drives. At the end of the day, we were blitzing him. He was killing us. And I give Bowles a lot of credit for going against his flaws a little bit and holding back and letting the ball just come to our guys. So amazing game, but I think Bulls has got to choose um, a little bit more effectively his spots to blitz. Uh, but overall, I'm happy with the win, man. Go Bucks. Hey guys, it's Yusuf out here in Phoenix. Takeaways from the game. Number one and foremost, uh, we have to stop blitzing that much. Uh, you know, it didn't work the first couple times, but we just kept blitzing and blitzing and blitzing against Herbert, and he knew how to take advantage of that. And at some point, you have to learn to this place smart. That's unacceptable. I know we're aggressive defense, but to me, um, too much, too much blitzing. Secondly, Ryan Jones has to figure out how to catch the ball. Tom Brady hit him in the numbers probably three different times. You either have to let him just run the ball and let Keyshawn Vaughn take those uh, catching snaps from him or McCoy. I know he got injured, but he needs to learn to catch. So those are kind of my takeaways from the game. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the game. Again, one game again, not getting too high or too low. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Another Victory Monday celebration podcast episode here at the Locked on Bucks podcast. David Harrison, James Jarko, BucksNation.com with you to help you talk about this week for victory for the Buccaneers over the Los Angeles Chargers. Shout out to Jonathan and Yusef for calling in and leaving your thoughts and comments. Shout out to the three gentlemen in the beginning of the episode that you also heard for also leaving their reactions and comments. Like James said, we got slammed with voicemails. And be honest with you guys, there's no way we're going to get them all on a 30-minute episode. So we got as many as we could in. We covered all the bases from what everybody called in about. James is going to tell you about another opportunity to call in and get your voice on the show. And yes, if you're one of the ones that we had to scrap for this episode, we will do everything in our power to get you on if you call in for another voicemail for tomorrow's episode. So maybe a little bit of incentive for you talking about the blitz. So have you ever lent your car to someone, James? I have. And would you rather them drive that car like they were borrowing it or like they owned it? I would rather they drive it like they owned it. And why would you want them to drive it like they own it? Well, because if you're driving it, like you are borrowing it, you tend to be overly cautious, which can get you in trouble. Exactly. And my point by asking that line of question, I'm sure that you guys have already picked up on it is that Todd Bowles pulls defense is aggressive. And if Todd Bowles is going to coordinate his defense and call plays for his defense, he's got to do it like he owns it. And that's going to be aggressive. You got to look at the situation here. Todd Bowles is facing a rookie quarterback. Mike Williams, their best deep ball threat is out of the game. So really, when you look at this offense, it makes a lot of sense, especially from a Todd Bowles coached defense to say the best thing to do is to make this rookie scared, get him anticipating the blitz, get him making mistakes and thinking too fast. Here's the problem. It didn't work. <laughs> Justin Herbert proved to be wise beyond his years. And if you are a Buccaneers fan who's not seen Justin Herbert play yet this year, then you were probably surprised. But if you were listening to the show, I've been trying to tell you, James has been trying to tell you, David Drogemeyer, the Locked on Charge podcast has been trying to tell you, 
uh, Justin Herbert is not a quarterback to be slept on. And that's what you saw from the Buccaneers defense. Now credit Todd Bowles. Cause like Jonathan said, towards the end of the game, he kind of realized, listen, we need to do everything we can to keep this kid from getting chunk plays on us. They moved into that zone. Justin wasn't expecting that. He was expecting his defense to keep firing off at him, makes a mistake, throws the interception, boom, game over. Buccaneers are three and one. But I will tell you this, that while maybe you have a point in saying Todd Bowles should have gone to that maybe zone coverage or softer coverage a little bit earlier in the game, remember this. If Todd Bowles switches to a softer maybe zone coverage or less pressure coverage in the middle of the third quarter, by the time you get to the end of the fourth quarter, Justin Herbert has had time to adjust. This game maybe doesn't go down the way that it did. So all's well that it kind of ends well is kind of what I'm saying. I'm not saying we won't revisit this conversation later in a couple of weeks. Yusef is going to call and say, see, David, I told you he switched too late and now we got burned. Got it. I'm waiting for it. I welcome it. Thanks for the phone calls, James. Ronald Jones, great game on the ground. Not so great through the air. I'm going to let you handle that part of the conversation. Yeah, for those of you that read the five bold predictions over at BucksNation.com, I had called for Ronald Jones to have over 110 all-purpose yards and a touchdown. I got the touchdown wrong, but the rest of it was dead on. Ronald Jones, absolutely phenomenal game. Ronald Jones was tearing it up. And when you have Ronald Jones running at a clip of 5.6 yards per carry, 20 rushes, 111 yards, and he got stronger as the game went on. That's what you want to see. It was the pass catching that was an issue. Six receptions on nine targets for only 17 yards, and he had some ugly drops. There was one drop he had in particular. I even put it on the Bucks Nation Twitter. I said, Ronald Jones dropped that one, but I'm not sure he would have gained anything to begin with. It was a quick dump off. Pressure was getting to Brady. Well, Ronald Jones really needs to work on those hands. But overall, an absolutely fantastic performance by Ronald Jones. We need to see more of that moving forward. Only his second 100-yard rushing game of his career. David, we have another caller. Hey, Buck fans, what an amazing game. I'm kind of speechless, but I just wanted to share my thoughts. That is the kind of leadership that we've been dying to have for the past years. Tom Brady, poised, total leader, locked in, brought us back. Wow. It was scary at first, kind of disappointing at first, watching the, the defense give up so many yards. Kind of felt like they were sleepwalking the first half. This is Ben Rosa in L.A. Way to go. They came back. Thanks to Tom Brady's leadership. Go Bucks! Let's use this momentum, bringing us next Thursday against the Bears. Thanks a lot for, for being killer analysts. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts breaking down the game. And I would like to hear your thoughts on uh, Vaughn and what's going on with him and what's the point of Shady McCoy. This is Ben Rosa from L.A. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Go Bucks! Stay safe. All right, Ben, appreciate the call. And yeah, this game was definitely the worst game this season for this Buccaneers defense. I mean, that's that's just kind of easy to say hands down. But really, when you look at kind of the stats, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers had 46 yards rushing in this game. They ran the ball 23 times. They literally averaged two yards per carry. So really not very good there. Uh, They passed for 278 yards. They were sacked twice. Uh, for a loss of or a total loss of 12 yards. Listen, this is the first time that Justin Herbert started a game in his NFL career and not thrown for 300 yards. That's something. That's saying something. You know what I mean? And, and granted, you don't want to look at this guy and you don't want to crown him too early and say it's his third game in his rookie season. Let's not get too carried away here. But again, this is a quarterback who's coming and he has performed, even given the fact that this defense had such a rough day. 
Kudos to the offense for bouncing back. Kudos for the defense for locking down when they needed to in the second half. Um, you guys don't see this and stuff, but the way that I chart these games when we watch them, I color code my notes, right? So I use blue for the Chargers. I use red for the Bucks. I've got a whole lot of blue on the first couple of pages and a whole lot of red on the second couple of pages. And that means that this team came out of the locker room firing off, doing well and doing everything they needed to do to win, which is what they did, which is why they're three and one. Uh, James, Keyshawn Vaughn, the role of Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn, and then Shady McCoy. What do you think that the future of this running back group looks like? You know, I, I liked what little I saw out of Keyshawn Vaughn in the passing game. I'm not sold on him as a runner. I'm not sure what else he needs to do to really get going. You have to remember, this is his first NFL action. Three carries for four yards. That's not going to impress anybody, but two receptions, 22 yards, including a 13-yard touchdown reception. That's what you like to see. It's nice to see him getting involved a little bit. I like to see him incorporated a little bit more each week moving forward. I'm not overly impressed with LaShawn McCoy early in the year. Not, not looking great for Shady McCoy with the Buccaneers, but he's a veteran. He's, he can snap out of it at any moment in time, but I really like the idea of moving forward as long as he's healthy to have this be the Rojo and Fournette show and then see Vaughn maybe get you know an extra snap or two each week as the season progresses until this really can become a three-headed monster. Tomorrow, we're going to turn the page from the Los Angeles Chargers to the Chicago Bears because this team plays again on Thursday night. So we've got literally three episodes between this game and the next game. And this is episode number one. So we got two more coming for you guys. Well, we got our crossover dropping on Thursday. So I guess we got four technically. Here in our next segment, we've got one more voicemail to answer. And then we've got our best and our worst segment coming up. But James... Before we get there, we've got one more friend of the show, a very well-known friend of the show, like some of our callers, who needs to speak to the people. Absolutely, David, we do. And of course, it is our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it's new, it's improved, and it's more deliciouser than ever. 18 amazing flavors, including 12 classics that you already fell in love with, peanut butter brownie, banana bread, German chocolate, raspberry, but now six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and lemon almond cheesecake. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, easy to chew. They are perfect for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they are perfect for those of you on the keto diet. Take a look at one of the classic bars, the peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. That was one of my favorites. It is absolutely fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will receive $10 off your next order. Not your first order, your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. James and David, it is once again your buddy Jim, South Carolina, South Kakalaki. My God, my God, what a game. You guys could do a whole week of podcasts based on that game. Down 24-7, Mike Evans fighting through an ankle injury, still catches over 100 yards, gets a touchdown. Scotty Miller, pff, man, what can you say about him? Great. We had a Cameron Brait sighting touchdown, and that's why you don't trade away Cameron Brait, because O.J. Howard got hurt. Brady throws five touchdown passes, Carlton Davis with an interception at the end. But besides that, happy about the win. Go Bucks. 
wrapping things up here on a victory Monday. The Bucks beating the Chargers 38-31. to Jim in South Kakalaki, thank you very much for the call. We almost got through this entire episode and had not mentioned the ruptured Achilles of O.J. Howard. His season is over. Absolutely devastating. O.J. Howard had been playing some phenomenal football. He was the best of the tight end trio here in Tampa. And now you're going to look to the tight end duo of Gronk and Cameron Braid. Mike Evans, an absolute warrior through this game for Mike Evans so far. Five touchdowns through four games, and he has scored touchdowns going back to last season in five consecutive games. But then, you know, Scotty Miller having the performance that he did, you guys already know the Logs on Bucks podcast. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know that we are Scotty Miller people. We just love seeing him at that podium because that means he's one of the guys that the media wants to talk to. He's one of the guys that's been an impact on this team, and he absolutely has uh, seven targets, five catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. And I mean, honestly, if Tom Brady doesn't miss him on one or two of those deeper balls, I mean, he's got the, he's got the opportunity to have six or seven catches for about 120 yards, maybe another touchdown. And then Carlton Davis, look, let's let's not let's not candy coat things here, guys. Carlton Davis got worked this entire game. All right, he got absolutely worked. When he goes back and looks at this looks at this film, when he gets graded out by his position coach and he has to sit down with Todd Bowles, he is not going to get a whole lot of good feedback from this game. Hopefully, it turns into a learning experience like everything else has for this young secondary, and I believe that it will. But overall, the game, not very good for CD3. So really happy to see him end it that way because you want to see him go out on a good note. All right. Well, David, let's dive into our best to wrap things up on this episode. And since I get to go first, I'm starting with no question. It's Tom Brady. He ended up with 369 yards, five touchdowns. This team was down by 17 points with less than a minute to go in the first half. And they rally back behind Brady and win a game that they should have won. We talked last week about a statement victory. This was a statement victory. Yeah, that's a really good one. And I mean, I I think I'm a little bit proud of us for waiting until basically segment three to even talk about Tom Brady because we we all know how easy (laughs) it is to talk about Tom Brady when you're covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I want to give kudos to us for for giving the other guys their due uh, props before we brought them up. And listen, we've already kind of talked about Scotty Miller, so I'm going to I'm going to go a different direction and I'm going to go, I'm going to go Levante David. All right. And really the, the sexiest part of his stat line in this game is the 11 combined tackles he had to lead the entire game. He led the Chargers defense, he led the Bucks defense. Nobody had more tackles than Levante David. Right. And, but really, if you watch the game, he didn't, he didn't have any sacks. He didn't have a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, an interception, none of that stuff. Right. If there's a play happening on that field, Levante David is somewhere near it somewhere closing on it or somewhere impacting that play. And that's exactly what we saw from Levante David all day today. You know exactly why he's a top 100 NFL player. You know exactly why he's a captain on this team, why he's been one of the most underrated linebackers, defenders, players in the National Football League for so many years, getting awarded the NFL Defensive Player of the Month for the month of September. Yes, it's probably the Brady effect that more people are paying attention. But you know what, man, whatever it is, as long as he's getting his recognition, I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him. We are scheduled to have a special guest on Tuesday to talk about that Bears game. So send in your Bears questions to 813-444-5841. Please check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. 
Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding Victory Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.